1: Welcome back. I am Heather Caro. I am your host this morning, broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining me. It's been a great morning. We've had some great guests and interesting conversations going on this morning. Uh, We're going to keep that rolling with Father Robert Horhan out of Rochester, Minnesota. Good morning, Father.
2: Good morning. How are you, Heather?
1: Good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks very much. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, Father.
2: Sounds good. So, uh, as Heather mentioned, I'm Father Robert, or I usually go by Father Bob, uh, Father Bob Horahan, and I am a priest of the Diocese of Winona-Rochester, uh, ordained in '02, and currently I am serving as the Rector of Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary, which is Winona, which is in uh, in the city of Winona itself, and uh, we're a, we're what has thus far been called a college level seminary. We're kind of in the midst of some shift in terms of our language regarding formation, but. In any case, we are what's been known as a college-level seminary, so men come and discern priesthood while they're doing their college studies. We're uh, affiliated with St. Mary's University of Minnesota, also in Winona, and we've got men from uh, currently 15 different dioceses in the house exploring the possibility of priesthood. And my role, uh, and that of the other formators here um, at the seminary, is to just kind of help them in that journey.
1: Yeah. A lot of our young priests um, have... Gone to have gone there uh, for their formation and uh, just grateful for it. I'm originally from Rapid City, South Dakota, and so a lot. I oh, know okay. we. Yeah, we've sent a lot of uh, gentlemen your way,
2: <laughs> so that's yep, wonderful. We've got, we've got we've got strong and uh, long ties to both yes. Rapid City and and Sioux Falls. So.
1: Yes, yeah, so just a wonderful relationship. So I was excited to have you on this morning and. Um, ah, thanks to very chat. much. Good to be with you. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the bishops and rector's dinner, and I've never heard of it. So <laughs> I was like, I told you when we first got you on, I'm like, okay, you're going to educate me on this. So, what, what is, is
2: this strange beast?
1: Yeah, what is a bishops and rector's
2: dinner? Why don't you go ahead? Absol- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm I'm always at pains to say it's very different from like a fish dinner. The bishops and the rector <laughs> are not the actual entrees. Uh, we are <laughs> present to provide some some entertainment, and uh, hopefully some enrichment. So I guess there's a little bit of, of hopefully, intellectual food that we that we offer, but on, on a sincere note, it's, it's a, a fundraising dinner, it's a celebratory dinner, it's an opportunity for various friends and supporters of IHM to be able to come together at an event where we can enjoy one another's camaraderie and fraternity, and yes, yeah, definitely a good meal. Uh, and then also, have the chance to acknowledge and pay some tribute uh, to someone or maybe multiple persons who have played some role either in the history of IHM and or the work of formation, generally okay. speaking. So it goes back it's something that you know other, other seminaries, other communities will also do uh, and for us at IHM it goes back to, to 2004 that was when it was initiated and at the time it was known as the as the rector's dinner uh, over time, in order to really sort of call attention to the to the the importance of the bishops as well we we changed the name to bishops and rector dinner and and so that happened i think what in um in two thousand twelve, I believe it was and again, it's just a way to to kind of gather folks together and be you know be a community and say thank the lord for the ways that he has worked through the community you know sometimes that mm-hmm. these sorts of events can very easily become a celebration of ourselves and mm-hmm. we want to we want to certainly recognize the ways we've cooperated with grace but obviously pay homage especially to the fact that uh, god has been pleased to use various unworthy instruments uh... to, right. to, to right. further his kingdom and so as i said you know in addition to the opportunity for us to come together for all of the guests and the um... And the um, supporters to be together, we do acknowledge someone who has paid, you know, uh, played a a key role in our in our history. So again, going back to that initial one, we honored uh, a particular priest who had been a member of the philosophy faculty at St. Mary's University, who has taught pretty much everyone, you know, at that time Mm. who had gone through these halls since he had been on. on the faculty, and uh, other bishops have been honored at different times. This year, we're really, really sort of capitalizing on this particular year. 2023 actually marks the 75th anniversary of the establishment of American Heart of Mary Seminary. It was set up in, in 1948, and so what we're doing this year is we're going to really call some attention to the former rectors who have guided oh. the institution through. Through her history, and there's uh, there's seven living rectors, seven, seven liver, living former rectors, uh, for who are deceased, and we're going to take the opportunity just to recognize how they have been so instrumental uh, in the work of formation of the IHM.
1: So let's take a step back a little bit, and um, we give our priests a lot of different names when they're in the parish, sure, and they yeah. have different roles, and et cetera. Let's dive into what is a
2: rector. What is you know? I ask myself that each morning uh, when I get up. What am I actually doing here uh, in this work? If you and, have
1: the answer, and, uh,
2: you know I don't. Um, I'm try. I'll make something up though, and try to sound confident and clever okay, in some that's way. Good. That's good. So, how right so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, certain. Um, yeah, it's a great question because you've got you've got rectors of the seminary. And then also, for example, the priest who is stationed at uh, at a cathedral, uh, or yes. perhaps at a co-cathedral, since we've got that too, you know, those priests are also called rectors. they're not yeah. they're not actually called the pastors, right because and that and and there's a little bit of an analogy here. Well, you know, with the case of a cathedral, let's say, really, because that's the bishop's parish, he is really the the pastor, and the rector's kind of acting in his name. And it's similar, you know, because of the nature of this institution, the uh, the nature of a seminary, you know, the bishop has a particular the, particular tie to it. And at the same time, obviously, the bishop's got, you know, the whole diocese to take care of. So the rector sort of acts, you know, under all priests in have given diocese act under the bishop's authority, of course. But in a particular way, that's true of, you know, the rector of a cathedral, director of a seminary as well, and so in some ways, it's it's just kind of to highlight uh, the uniqueness of the seminary, that it is a different a different sort of beast than let's say a parish would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that having been said, in a lot of ways, you know, the everyday activity of being with you know, the faithful, uh, of shepherding them, of walking with them, of guiding them in holiness, of celebrating the sacraments and offering, um, the various, you know, counsel and support is, is the same or similar. It's just that in, in this particular context, the faithful is a group of, you know, currently we've got 54 guys, uh, in the house discerning priesthood. There are a few little differences here and there too, obviously. Uh, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'd say it's, it's especially to accent that that connection of the Bishop and that I'm trying to you know I'm trying at least to, to execute his vision in a particular way uh, in this in this work yeah
1: so for those of us lay folk um, that have never been to seminary uh, you've said a couple times now that you've got gentlemen there discerning uh, the priesthood or discerning uh, religious life so what does that look like what does the Immaculate Heart Seminary look like is it look like a college? Does it? Can you explain a little bit for those of us who've never been?
2: Yeah, absolutely, happy to. Uh, and and I'll actually start by just commenting a little bit on the different what we call now stages of formation, the stages of of seminary. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the United States, it, it you know it takes slightly different forms throughout the world, but in the United States. What we're especially familiar with is sort of a, a two-tiered structure uh, of what has, again, thus far been called college seminary and then theology school. I mentioned a little bit earlier that in formation we're going through a little bit of, of shifts in terms of the terminology that we're using, but I think for our purposes right now, you're sticking with a sort of two-tiered approach of college seminary and theology school. would will be helpful for simplicity's sake. So guys, come here to IHM. uh A lot of them will come right out of high school. They tend to be, you know, younger guys. And here what they're doing is they are discerning, and that's just a critical word for this level of of formation. So it does look like college in the sense that they're going to college. They're pursuing an undergraduate degree at St. Mary's University of Minnesota, uh, fulfilling all of the, you know, requirements that that entails, doing their liberal arts studies. And then they're also pursuing, as a uh, major, as a focus of their studies, philosophy, specifically. Hmm. And meanwhile, or not meanwhile, concurrently, I should say, really, because <laughs> um, it's not like an add-on to that by any means, uh, they're also engaging in various activities here at, um, at IHM and under under her auspices as they explore the possibility that they're called. So that's where the discernment hmm. piece really becomes so utterly critical. Sometimes, and to any young men who might be listening and are considering uh, priesthood or entering the seminary, listen very closely to this part, sometimes guys get shy because they don't know if priesthood is for them. They don't know for sure that this is where God is calling them. And that's okay. The, The whole purpose of IHM as a seminary is to help explore that question. You don't come in, I mean, some might, but for the most part, some, for the most part, you don't come in knowing that you're called. You come in with the readiness to explore that, uh, knowing that you're called certainly to holiness, because we all are. And then you ponder that. And you know, some of the ways we do that, certainly daily prayer is a key facet of our life here, and you know, obviously the Mass is central, and then we also do the, the Liturgy of the Hours, the daily official prayer of the Church, and personal prayer. Each guy has a particular spiritual director that he meets with every two weeks to unpack how his relationship with Jesus is unfolding. You meet with uh, what we call a formation advisor, just to kind of um, look at things overall, you know, how is growth and maturity progressing. And so what ends up happening is through all of that, and all sorts of other things, too, they discover, is God calling me to priesthood? If God is calling to priesthood, then, at the next stage, what I called theology school earlier, then they really more actively and intensively prepare for parish life, how to administer the sacraments, uh, how to engage priestly priestly life when they go out into parish and uh, into diocese at work. That's where you go. You know, you go into into theology school once you've solidified that you're called. And mm-hmm. so, yes, at IHM it's it's what we can maybe somewhat call remote preparation for priesthood. Theology school is the more proximate. uh, Mm -hmm. But all of it is about discipleship and and coming to know Jesus more deeply.
1: Well, and I would think, and I'm pretty sure of this, that any man that has gone and discerned there um, has never left wishing they hadn't.
2: (laughs) And and I would definitely (laughs) echo that. Uh, I have never heard someone exit saying... You know, this was a waste of time, and I wish this had never happened. <laughs> right. uh, on quite the contrary, I almost always hear guys expressing gratitude and appreciation. Uh, and what's really neat is when you have guys who discern out, um, as we sometimes say that, but sometimes it seems like a, a less than pleasant way to describe it. But that's kind of yeah. a language sometimes we use. They'll they'll discern out of the seminary. They go, they get married, they have a nice home life and then they still want to come back just to mm. visit and to kind of re recover and re experience and share with let's say their spouse and their kids what this place meant to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well and, and it, it it's just helping to form wonderful men, period whether they stay in or yeah, absolutely. So it's, I I would echo what you said about if anybody's even just contemplating it, just come take a visit, you know, and a lot of our, Mm -hmm. our vocations directors um, invite young men to go with them every year, several, several times a year to go and just visit. So what kind of things do they experience when they come for a visit?
2: Yeah, and and happily, I can really speak to that because we just had two weekend visits uh, <laughs> just <laughs> last weekend and the prior weekend. So it's very timely. Yeah, they're well n- nicely. It's almost like this was planned. Um, wow, maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy spirit. So when they, yeah, precisely, precisely. No, when they come, um, really, what we try to do, we do have a few sort of extra things that we put on for the visit itself. So they get some time with me, unfortunately for them, but they still have to suffer <laughs> through it. Uh, and I just kind of unpack a little bit of what is like—just just a little, a little spiel, basically. Mm-hmm. I give, uh, and then they also we also do a little panel discussion with with a handful of the seminarians, so they can hear guys' vocation stories and also ask questions. But our our real aim when they come to visit is to give them a taste of what it's really like. Uh, so they pray, you know. They jump into our regular schedule. They pray at the liturgy of the hours. They do mass with us. They get to share in the meals. Mm-hmm. And you know what I always say is just notice, notice how it, you know, quote unquote, feels. Just kind mm-hmm. of as a, as sort of an initial point. Does this feel right? Do you want to run for the hills? Do you want to stay? <laughs> Are you thinking this would be something that would be good for you? And then yeah. pray with that and spend time with that.
1: Yeah. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Bob uh, from the Immaculate Heart uh, Seminary in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, we're talking. We're, we're going to be talking about uh, the bishops and rector's dinner. We started on that, and then we got sidetracked. But we're going to take a f- well, quick break. It's not break. a sidetrack. It's a good conversation. It's mm-hmm. wonderful things. Wonderful things. But uh, Father Bob, when we come back, let's dive more into what people can expect with the dinner and who all's invited. So, ah, love lovely. Yeah. So, folks, stay with us. More with Father Bob right after this.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com.
2: For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the Church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life.
0: I would say um, where Catholic Radio has played a pretty important role in my faith is, I'm a scientist, so I I think of everything kind of in knowledge and intellectual terms. So Catholic Answers helped a lot, because I might have some questions or there was a lot that I wasn't aware of, and it always seems like the callers' questions were just timed perfectly for whatever I was wondering about or had questions about. So I was able to learn kind of piece by piece and, and build. And now with kids, yeah, i really like to hear Dr. Ray's show with all the little discipline tips because he makes it so simple. Yes. Um
1: I think for me, you know, the history has, has been really interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and we went to Sunday school and, and religious education, but you can always learn more and there's just you know there's only so much that you can learn i mean when you're just going once a week to religious education so for me it's just been really interesting to learn you know why do we do this or where did this come from or you know or to be able to answer questions when people have them i think that's been the biggest help
0: you're listening to real presence live Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Welcome back. I am Heather Caro. I am your host this morning, broadcasting today. From Sioux Falls, South Dakota, thank you for joining us. We've been having a great conversation with Father Bob uh, from the Immaculate Heart Seminary, um, and we we're talking about the Bishops' and Rectors' Dinner that will be happening soon. Um, so let's focus on that a little, Father Bob. We Sure. We made the good plug for vocations. We need priests, um, and always on the back of our minds. So let's talk about when is this dinner, and who's invited?
2: absolutely so the the date of the dinner is uh, Friday, April fourteenth of this year, uh, and so that is actually Friday of the octave of Easter so we we nice. went for a very suitably festive time, so yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be um, very very celebratory and you know invitations go out certainly to those who have been attendees in the past uh, and and so they oftentimes will get sort of the the first word of it but honestly it's it's open to as many as we can have uh so you know again for for a little bit of a plug one of the um or not one of the 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 coordinator of it obviously it's a seminary event but we also work with the catholic foundation of southern minnesota in terms of coordinating it they're the ones who handle like the reservations and those sorts of things and so if anyone listening would be interested uh and, and able to attend I'd certainly invite you to take a look at their website, Catholic Foundation of Southern Minnesota, or the IHM website. The IHM one is nice and easy, IHMseminary.org, and there would be links there that you can find uh, to further information about the dinner, and you can make some uh, reservations. Uh, you can also make donations to support the event, whatever the case might be. But it's certainly not you know, a, a closed event, as it were. We okay. might... Uh, we might have, you know, just limitations because of capacity. Uh, that would be a wonderful problem. Interested? Exactly, precisely. And uh, so, help us, you know, for those listening, help us get that problem. Uh, that would be that would be great. And mm-hmm. then you can get on the mailing list. The the speaker, and of course, we <laughs> were very fortunate this year here in the Diocese of Bonona, rochester uh, with uh, getting someone who is nationally known. Uh, yeah, as our bishop, and so we're just tapping that, and maybe it's lazy on my part not to look outside. Um, but that's no, um, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, we've still got uh, exactly <laughs> well, and and it's, what's funny about it, and this is something I, uh, you know, calling back to to his predecessor, you know, Bishop Barron's predecessor in this role, Bishop Quinn. Mm-hmm. We, we were actually slated to have the plan was to have then father Baron uh as the speaker as the uh recipient of the Immaculate Heart of Mary award a number of years back
1: no kidding. And then
2: we were uh and then things got a little bit more complicated when the Roman pontiff had the audacity uh to step <laughs> in and name him a bishop uh and so we thought <laughs> well all right that's his prerogative and 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 so we had to we had to shift things around a little bit. Um and then we tried to tap, you know, just to see if he might be available for a subsequent year. And it just again, given the schedule, given his responsibilities out in California, it it, it wasn't able to happen, you know. So again, we and we certainly understood. So what was funny about it is then after all of these attempts, uh, obviously he gets named as the as the bishop. Um, and I remember hearing Bishop Quinn say to him, "You know, we tried, but it took an act of of the Holy Father for you to <laughs> finally get here." <laughs> but yes, now that we've got him, let's do it. I let's love just, it. Let's just get him right on it. Um, and close to a light, you know, it's really it's really a great joy to be able to to just tap him. It obviously, does simplify things for for us uh, finding somebody, but also because he's so good, right? I mean, yeah. I, it's just it's. It's a top-notch presence that he brings yeah. to the diocese, and we're so grateful for that, but also for an event of this nature. And especially, there's something so fitting um, about, you know, with this anniversary year, honoring former rectors himself, having been uh, a former rector of, you know, Mundelein at a theologate. So he knows the world, you know. Yeah. He knows the experience of formation, so he's, he's going to be... As he always does, just very good as far as as far as the speaking points. Um, so that's that's exciting too. So obviously he's invited, uh, and, <laughs>
1: <we'll be there. laughs> and what will uh, he be speaking on, Father? You know that remains
2: a little bit to be seen. Okay, uh, yeah. It'd be a surprise. So it will be. I mean, I'm sure it'll be like priestly formation, but that doesn't, um, you know. There's lots of a parameter, of, uh, there's lots of possibilities within that. Um, so, so yeah, I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing what we will come up with because I've never been disappointed thus far.
1: Right, yeah. Well, we only have about a minute left. So last pitch, Father Bob, uh, reminders where people can get their tickets and join in or even just make a donation.
2: Yes, absolutely. So you can uh, go to... The seminary's website, uh, IHMseminary.org. You can also go to the um, website of the Catholic Foundation of Southern Minnesota. Uh, And you can also call Carly, who works for the foundation. I'll just give a number. You can have that, 507-858-1275. Again, 507-858-1275. If you were able to get that, and again, if not, those website addresses will direct you to the right spots.
1: Wonderful. And who are some of the past rectors that you will be recognizing?
2: Yes. So the uh, of the um, the ones who are you know obviously living will be will be able to be present. Most of them, not all, but we'll have uh, um, Father Gerald Mann, Father Tim Raker, Father Bill Becker, uh, uh, Father David Coons, Father Jim Steffes. Father Andrew Bierman and Father Tom Melvin. Uh, those are the, the seven who are still with us and who will be able to, um, you know, many, most of whom will be able to be present. And then we also have the, uh, the, the four earliest rectors uh, who are, um, he went on to become Bishop um, Spelt. Uh, mm-hmm. went up to the um bishop and then also Father Joe McGinnis, Father Roy Latruski, and then also another uh one who went to the Episcopacy Bishop Robert Brom.
1: Beautiful. Sounds like it's gonna be a great like almost like uh uh reunion of sorts. And so I bet a lot of the I men hope hope that so, are yeah. that are listening to this are like, Oh my gosh, and 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 make a plan to come and join you and uh Absolutely. And support the seminary. So Father Bob, it's been a joy having you on. Yes, thanks very much, Heather. (laughs) I'm
2: good to be with
1: you. All right, thank you so much for your time and blessings on your wonderful event.
2: Thank you very much. Take care.
1: All right, bye-bye. All right, so that was Father Bob Horhan. We were talking about the Bishops and Rectors Dinner that will be happening in Rochester. Guest speaker, Bishop Robert Barron, and um, they're going to be talking or honoring a lot of the past rectors so if you have a connection to the immaculate heart of mary seminary uh, what a wonderful time to go out there and just maybe hang out with some of your brothers and and see some people that you know from the past and to honor some of the past rectors so okay so folks it's 10:55, so that means that we're coming to the end of the show and that means that we need to go up to rachel and rachel do you have a preview for what we have coming up tuesday On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday, from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Chris Euler is your host, coming to you live from Aberdeen, South Dakota. He'll be speaking with Jody Clements about the upcoming From Grief to Grace abortion panel. And Jordan Burke will be sharing about the book The Pope's Exorcist: 101 Questions About Father Amorth. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday, from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you, Heather. All right, thank you so much, Rachel. So it looks like Chris is having a good show. We're trying to get Father Tim Cohn. Um, I'm calling him out live on the air. I'm trying to get Father Tim Cohn uh, to join him on Tuesday, if he's able, because he is such a joy to have on the air up in Aberdeen. But always always a pleasure to have Chris Euler join us from Roncalli High School up in Aberdeen um, to host the show. But today has been an amazing show. If you've missed any of it, I will review who we've had on. So we started with Glenn Gower. Uh, He is from Mission Blueprint, and he is having a revival this weekend starting tomorrow night. So go to mission-blueprint.com to um, go check out the revival that's going on this weekend. And we talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. Amazing interview. Always a joy to have Glenn on. You can um, go and take a listen to that interview if you've missed it. Um, then we moved on to Mark EllerCamp, who was just a joy to have on from Culbertson, Minnesota, Montana, talking about the fish fry capital of the world, okay? So he was just a joy, and last Friday that you can join with the fish fry that they bring down from Alaska, uh, fresh in that morning, so okay, go join him. Dan Balensky with End of the Rope movie that will be released that is a production of Canticle Productions that was a really uh, interesting movie and I really want to see it so I'm going to go check out to see End of the Rope and if it's coming here to Sioux Falls and if it is I want to go support it Uh, just supporting great Catholic people doing great Catholic things um, providing us with good things and then final but not least father bob we had him on talking about the bishop and rector's dinner happening in rochester so check out uh minnesota's southern foundation and you can check out how to get tickets to that rector's dinner all right folks so that is my time here for real presence live we're broadcasting today from sioux falls want to hear any of those interviews go to realpresenceradio.com and you can find our podcast there All right. Have a great rest of your week.
0: God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6.